Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. And welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Jared the Dark Jedi. I am joined by Darth Id himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, I've had enough creepy noises for one fucking night. <laughs> and we are joined by uh, Captain Life Preserver himself, Connor Chiquiti. What's up, guys? Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a good day in the neighborhood. Uh, we're waiting for Cookie Cop to strike again. For those of you who will be listening to Hall of Heroes, which we recorded before Dubak this week. So um, there's that. Moving right along to uh, Slice of Life. Mike, how's your week been, buddy? Oh, it's been all right. It's been kind of stressful. Last week I had to I had to bail because I've, I've been trying to work on my thesis. It's a stressful thing, but I think I'm moving along now. So, yeah. What? I was just saying it's getting closer to the mic a little oh, bit. Oh, yes, yes. Well, yeah. And then yesterday, I know, Saturday, I took, what do you call it, one of my priest friends to a <laughs> mission. I took him on mission to Denora, PA where he said Divine Liturgy, and that was fun. And I knew, like, there was some supernatural force with me that night because the day before, I wanted to practice driving to Denora with my dad. And so when I'm out on the parking lot, I look up at the sky, and I see a shooting star. Then, right after my dad and I drive to Denora, and then we get back, I get out of the car. I'm not even out of the car. I'm actually still in the driver's seat. I'm looking up at the sky, and there's a shooting star. So, one when I go, one when I get back. And it was pretty cool. So, yeah. What else? Um, that's about it. Yeah, just trying to work on my thesis. Yeah. Getting ready for the upcoming school year. Getting ready for band camp. Yeah. It's going to be fun. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you're having a good time. Uh, Mr. Chiquiti, how about you? Um, not too bad. I have my driving test in two days. Um, May the force be with you. You're going to nail sir. it. I appreciate it. I feel pretty ready. Just got to work out some small stuff. But overall, I'm pretty much excited. Um, uh, I also saw... I watched The Matrix, finally. Um, yeah? How'd you like The Matrix? thought it was alright. Honestly, You don't need to watch the sequels. Yeah, no. That's literally what my mom told me. Um, to not watch those. Um, honestly, when I was watching it yesterday, I, I just had this strong urge, a stronger urge to watch John Wick, mainly because of Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. Um, totally. But yeah, I feel that. it wasn't too bad. Like... Honestly, if I, it would, it seemed like it was one of those films that I probably would have almost never got around to watching. I don't know. It has never interested me. 
I'm glad I did. It was it was all right. I also saw. I think you mentioned this on last week's show, Mike, or two weeks ago. Um, the man who mm. killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. The man I, who killed Hitler and uh, then the Bigfoot is a Travis Grossman. Yeah, that was recommendation. Okay. Oh, that I might have mentioned it like afterwards, but yeah, yeah. that was a time was, uh, and a half. Let me tell you, Connor time saw it. Half. Travis. Oh my! That was. Uh, <laughs> What'd you think? Oh, there were three good scenes in it. When he killed Hitler. When he killed the Bigfoot. And like one scene of dialogue with Sam Elliott. Everything else was just kind of like, eh. So, yeah, yeah, not a great film. But the way he gets Hitler, though, (laughs) is hilarious. That was Travis's favorite part, if I remember correctly, Um, is the murdering of Hitler. We want you. That's beautiful. Like, like Dude, that got Uncle me. Sam. That got me That's laughing. Beautiful. No, literally, then, he hands him a poster of Uncle Sam, <laughs> and then um, shoots him in the head. Uh, it was great. Oh, and then happy. the um that same day, because my friend came down from Bethlehem, we went to the theater to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Saw it. Yeah, I have lots of opinions about it. I was, I thought oh, it was, was pretty it? good. It's no, it's no oh, Kill Bill for me. It it's two but and a half hours of Tarantino jerking himself off. Pretty much yeah. the last fifteen minutes, though, I will say is like oh, best part of the movie. Oh my god, dude, I was dying laughing. Yeah, um, uh, the fucking the flight DiCaprio, the DiCaprio just vamping in front of the fence, <laughs> just retelling the last five minutes. Wait, wait, don't, 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 don't spoil it. No, spoilers. no, we won't. We also, won't. There's just like, that. did you catch? I caught like three hateful eight references. And one Inglorious Bastards reference. I didn't. I okay. The truth one be was, told, I didn't hear great reviews about Hateful Eight, so I skipped Hateful Eight. And so really? I seen it yet. Dude, check it out. Seriously. Uh, I will. I will. Is that one still on Netflix? What? Is Hateful Eight still on Netflix? Yeah, the extended version is. Oh, the yeah. extended Dude, version. Check great, it out. I heard like, literally, I um, I also, I didn't mind it the first time, but. The more I thought about it, the more I realized, holy crap, this actually works as a film. And when I rewatched it before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I I fell in love with it. I, I freaking love it. Um, but, what was it? Two days ago at work, um, for some reason, I could not stim- stop thinking about Kill Bill. I don't know why. Just It was just in my head. It was just in my head and I have come to the conclusion that it's my favorite film. Like, that's all, fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Time, so far. Um, just the pulpiness of it is amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so much to it. Uh, I love it. So cool. it has dethroned Coraline. And here, Whoa! And here I, mean, I thought getting beaten to a pulp. And here pulp. I thought pulp. there will be blood would be the one to be my favorite film. And then Beatrix Kiddo comes out of nowhere. It's like not today, Kiddo. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'll probably Kiddo. I like that. That was a good one, yeah. Kiddo. <laughs> um, uh, I know that's awesome. I I I too did some movie watching this week. Um, I got around to seeing the quote unquote live action Lion King. Oh, was it good? I it I enjoyed it. Okay. 
It is perfect. It is very, very serviceable. Okay. Um, the complaint that it, quote, lacks the heart of the original yeah. is founded, but also, in my opinion, really unfair uh, because you can't have, like, the animals cartoonishly emoting to everything that happens around them. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that said, I really did enjoy um, Don, uh, Childish Gambino and Beyonce's cover of Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Mm. I was crying into my popcorn because mm. I'm a big fan of both of those artists, uh, mm. Gambino especially, and for my own personal reasons and uh, thoughts about that song. I was weepy like a child. Mm. Um, Timon and Pumba completely steal the show. Mm. Uh, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen kill it. Freaking Eric Andre's in there. He plays one of the hyenas. He plays one of the hyenas. Oh, Eric Andre's a nutcase. He's like you and me. Um, But uh, uh, Billy Eichner and Pumba steal the show completely. As Timon and Pumba, they they steal the show completely. Um, There's a couple scenes where they just straight up break the fourth wall. Okay, yeah. Um, there's a bit, like, during the uh, Hakuna Matata aging montage. Yeah. At the very end. Well, I forgot to mention this on Hall of Heroes, Travis. Where, like, Pum- or, uh, Timon straight up calls out Simba. He's like, you're just vamping at this point. Because he just keeps doing <laughs> the runs. And, like, that, Hakuna Matata. The, uh, the song on Spotify. Yeah. That little bit's at the end. He's like, you're just vamping. Yeah. Well, he, like, Donald Glover's doing all those runs. Even more and more. No, no, you're just vamping at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> Look what we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there's a the bit where, like, right after he, like, makes a joke, like, you're just vamping at this point. Um, he, uh, Timon goes, you know, it's, it's weird. We, but when we started this song to when we ended it, you look completely different in Pumbaa and I haven't changed at all. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Travis, if you want to come a little bit closer, uh, because I need both shows to have this magic on it. Oh, um, okay. The scene in the cartoon, whenever, uh, they use, Timon and Pumbaa use Pumbaa as a decoy <laughs> for the hyenas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor, you remember the scene I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's different in this one. So in this one, they do Be Our Guest yeah. from okay. Beauty and oh, the Beast. Oh, my God, really? So <laughs> so at the very beginning, it's Pumbaa sitting there, and Billy Eichner's just, you know, you know, oh, madame, welcome to And he does the whole thing. It's like, so please enjoy your dinner. Be our Get, and then they run off after him. And then it's, it's really funny. So I'm talking about this on Hall of Heroes, like you know, an hour and a half ago. And then Travis offhandedly mentions that he knows the entirety of what Timon says, <laughs> the entire Luau bit, the entire Luau. You have the floor, sir. If you're looking for a hunk of fat and juicy meat, eat my buddy Pumbaa here because he is a treat. Coming down and dine on a tasty swine. All you got to do is get in line. Are you aching, yum, 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 for some bacon, yum, yum, yum. He's a big pig, yum, yum. You could be a big pig, too. Woo! Ah! And then they run. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. what we would do without you. Without. Um, I don't know what I'd do without me. That's a great question. Uh, real quick, before we get into the news, I just real quick want to stop and do a, let's make sure this sounds all right. So, Connor, on three, we're going to both hit the stop button. Okay. One, two, three. All right, and we're back. Just wanted to make sure everything's sounding all right. Uh, before we do get into the news, um, first of all, Mike just realized that Donald Glover and Childish Gambino are all the same person. I already knew that. I was just screwing with you. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were... Or was I? You or was seen, I not? I, 
the questions we may never know the answer to. So real quick before we get started, um, I made a joke about it, about hearing enough uh, terrifying noises. Um, just so everybody at home knows what's going on, and this is a shorter episode this week, so we have time to kill. There could uh, be demons. Mike, Travis, and I, watch your foot, were very much convinced that there was a ghost in this basement for a moment. <laughs> um, so we were going back. Now, again, those of you who listen to Hall of Heroes will eventually hear. There was an old toy cookie jar that hit – we recorded in my grandmother's basement um, because she lives very close to me and it is – you know when we record, she's typically at work and it's empty. There's this old toy cookie jar called Cookie Cop, which um, stop – the more you fiddle with him, the more I'm afraid that that thing's going to come to fucking life. Start checking 2001. Yeah, from 2001 is when it came out. We were – a thing is literally as old as my brother. <laughs> we are recording Hall of Heroes. We're talking about a story and then muffled from across the room. All you hear is, stop, step away from the cookie jar. Stop, step away from the cookie jar. And we're like, what the – Travis and Spencer immediately freaked the fuck out. <gasps> I'm laughing because I know precisely where this is coming from. Spencer jumps up and starts hunting after it. Um, finds it, brings it over, and we start, you know, I give the exact same description I just gave of what it is. So we set it down next to us, and towards the end of Hall of Heroes, uh, the Cookie Cop toy, whom has not spoken in several years, uh, chimes in again <laughs> at the very end of the show, uh, scaring Travis uh, and then Travis got up to go to the bathroom, and as he's directly behind Cookie Cop, Cookie Cop again ordered Travis to step away from the cookie jar. As Travis was on his way to the bathroom, um, it was nearly pee on the floor. Yeah, very nearly pee on the floor. So we were dealing with Cookie Cop, and as we're doing sound checks and getting ready for the show, um, <laughs> Mike and I, not realizing that Connor's sister is right next to her. We're already on edge because of Cookie Cop randomly coming back to life. And I'm listening through the audio. Now, another thing is I my hearing is very, very bad. I am prone to people saying things and me completely not hearing it at all. And one something that I love about this microphone is that the microphone picks up way more than my ears do. So like when I'm recording, I kind of feel like I have super hearing. Feel like Superman a little bit. Exactly. So I'm listening through the sound check that we did, and I very clearly going through it here. You know, it's just, it's Mike and I in idle chit chat, making sure that we're yeah! hearing everything. And here, yeah, and like a very high pitched female voice. It went, "The fuck was that?" And Michael and Mike looked at me, and like Mike saw me like listening to the conversation, being somewhat humorous. Your dead, your face became a stone. <laughs> and I immediately went, "The fuck," and I got really nervous. And I look over at Travis, and I'm like, "Did you hear that?" Because Mike looks at me and goes, yeah, like not saying yeah, but like when I heard it too. And I like looked at and like that should have been the moment I realized it came from the Discord. Yeah. And that I had no reason to be afraid. Right, yeah, Because yeah. you have two earbuds in, so there is no way you heard what was coming through my headphones. Right, yeah. That should have been the moment I put together that we were in no supernatural danger whatsoever. 
<laughs> and I look over at Travis. I'm like, did you hear a yeah? And he goes, no. And I'm like, and I like just stone face just went, there's a fucking ghost in this basement. Like immediately went to ghosts. Like we have a physics nothing, major. Nothing happens in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. That's why. No, no, correction. <laughs> nothing normal happens in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Okay, we had Arnold Palmer and Mr. Rogers. Those motherfuckers left, and then everything went to the upside down. That's what happened. That's true. But like, Mike and I are immediately terrified. And again, we have a physics major, a history and, th- and theology major, and someone who very much relies on fact-based journalism and just knowing what is real in the world. And all three of us, without thinking about it twice, went, it's a fucking ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and, and immediately, and then Connor eventually goes, my sister was in the room. And we're like, did she say yeah? And like, and like and I'm going to try to throw you on the bus, Connor. You did not answer our question in a straight enough manner for us to be soothed at all. So like we immediately went, okay, okay, no one said yeah on Connor's end. There's a ghost in the fuck near, near the fucking foosball table with the water heater. We, we're going to record this episode, and then we're leveling this house. We don't record here anymore. I don't visit here anymore. I don't sleep here anymore. There's a gut. Stop with the noises. I've had enough of it today. It immediately put me on edge. And then Connor just offhandedly goes, I think that was my sister who said yeah, because she was right next to me with her laptop. I mean, it might like, not have been, though. It might not have been. I mean, Michael Dolling? No. I, and like, you know, Travis made the Spider Man Far From Home reference. Is it Winter Slants? Witches. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking ghosts. So, for those of you at home who want to know exactly what the threshold for the three of us to immediately assume we're under supernatural threat. Connor, has anyone ever been murdered in your house? No. <laughs> You answered that question. perhaps. Stop. Everyone stop. We're not trying. Wait, are we now saying that Connor is the haunted one? I mean, he came from Connor's end. And I mean, like, it he was his he, sister. He said afterwards, so he could just be scared. He could just be I'm scared, not. man. It was Wait. Connor's sister. Wait. Connor? Yeah. Yeah, what? I'm here. You're here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> was it your sister who said, yeah? It was. Okay. It could be End possessed. of discussion. End of discussion. Exactly. It could be we under are, duress. If we were not, he's not under news. duress. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Mike. You're making me nervous again, and we don't need that. I don't. That was the other thing. Is like Travis just looked right at me and was like really concerned with how quickly I was like really afraid of ghosts immediately. Well, yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of. They're, they're ghosts. They're real, baby. They're real. I believe in well, supernatural real. shit. I just wasn't ready. Well, they're real. That they're, was my thing. Here. was like, if I'm dealing with a ghost right now, I need I, I need to mentally prepare All for ghosts. All that is seen and unseen. They're here. They're, right. they're around. Oh. Well, Save speaking... To your <laughs> speaking of the supernatural, we are going to give Connor this first story about Vader Immortal. Alright, Connor. Oh, Christ. All right. Um, I need them. So, Star Wars Newsnet has written an article with, titled, Vader Immortal, Episode 2 Concept Art and Details Revealed at San Diego Comic-Con. And for those that don't remember San Diego Comic-Con, we got a pretty hefty load of Star Wars stuff. 
Yes, this is one of the very few stories I neglected so, to put in. Um, I'm, I'm literally just going to go through this and just find and just cherry pick the best parts. Um, okay, so at the end of episode one of the Vader Immortal VR series, Vader promises to teach the player the ways of the Force while they aid him with his search for an ancient artifact. And it says, and in quotations, it says, you will get to use the Force in episode two. The first image is really part of the training. The way we thought about this was we wanted to give you the Vader equivalent of Yoda teaching Luke about the Force and Empire. So we wanted it to be slightly darker and more twisted. He talks about the power of the dark side as well as the things you can do with the Force. So in this moment that the concept art reveals, you can see him starting to, starting to manipulate objects and he's starting to show you how you can use the Force to create something. But then, of course, Vader takes it in his own direction, end quote. It's because it's Vader. Not surprised there. Um, and then in, and the rest of the article says, Being that Vader destroys your lightsaber in Episode 1, the Force becomes your primary weapon in Episode 2, which was a challenge for the game's creators. And they said their goal is, quote, is to make the force in episode two as satisfying as the lightsaber felt in episode one end quote uh oh there's something about um okay here's something from pablo quote <laughs> pablo hidalgo of the lucasfilm story group had said to me at one point vader is in constant pain that's basically his thing with everything that happened to his body and all that stuff. <coughs> it seemed to me that you could show that a little bit, Snow says. First, the player watches from a high angle, then descends, ultimately coming to the Sith board's level. You're really close to him when he, when he has the more private moment. The fact that you have to move your head around to look through the vent just helps you feel like, oh, I really shouldn't be here, end quote. And, um... The concept art is pretty, pretty sweet because it see because it shows Vader with a hologram talking to um. I cannot remember the figure's name. They revealed the, the like black the black bishop is what they keep calling him, but okay, yeah, the black this bishop, guy. yeah, that guy. Um, well, naturally because he's tall and dark side and has a raspy voice. The, when the first episode of the VR thing came out, everybody immediately went, "Is the black bishop Snow confirmed?" Oh. <laughs> Great. Black Bishop is Snoke and Kathleen Kennedy fired. Confirmed. Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy fired. Woo! Do not woo. That woman saved Star Wars, you bastard. Did she? Do we have movies? Yeah, and TV shows and games? Are they, Were we going to have are them? Are they good? If the, are they good? Yeah. <laughs> Quit antagonizing me, Michael. I'm already stressed out because we almost had to fight ghosts. Because of the ghosts, yes. <laughs> We almost had to fight ghosts. I'm already stressed out. The Black Bishop looks like Cthulhu and Thanos had a kid. You're right. Look, that is, look at his... Yeah. I mean, that's a cloak, but they look like tentacles. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I watched the gameplay of the first episode, since I don't own any VR systems and such. And it was really cool. Um, it looked like the lightsaber combat, the way you got to swing it around and everything, was really... Uh, well designed, so I'm looking forward to this very, very, very much. Uh, 
Mike, thoughts? I Excited think it looks fascinating. Yeah. yeah, like it'll be cool to see like where uh, more VR technology takes us, and it's cool that we get to see you know like video games being part of this whole experience. I'm not really too familiar with VR technology, but this looks good. This looks exciting. Uh, I like that it's taking place on Mustafar. That's a good place. Like I love yeah. that they're, they're associating it uh, with Vader a lot uh, in the new canon. I think that's really cool. Yeah, well, you know, you have that like Sith masochism. Yeah. Where it's, you know, his a, castle's overlooking where he got maimed. Yeah, yeah. And burnt to a crisp. It's like always a reminder and where he was born. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was ready. What? Yeah. Remember our last argument about uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting? You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe on Coruscant, Darth Vader was conceived... When Palpatine said the words, but he yeah. was born in the ash and in the fire when he got burnt. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. See, I won. I won that. Yeah. I mean, I like, won. the way I yeah. look at it is that I had, I had a pretty Fuck decent sake. discussion with someone else about this. The way I look at Vader's birth, per se, is that he's given the name Darth Vader by Palpatine on Coruscant. Yes, right. but he is spiritually not Darth Vader yet. There mm. is still a teeny tiny morsel of light in him that well, legitimately gets extinguished after the uh, temple and after uh, everything. No. Like, I mean, I okay. Wait, do you have any more to that thought? Sorry, I, I should have shut no. Up. That's it. Like he has, he maybe has some light and then that just gets extinguished after the attack on the Jedi Temple and then Mustafar. So Okay, I hear you, but what yeah. I think is that there was always a little bit of good in him, like no matter what, even after Vader was born, you know, because he that again. I, I think cut out. Uh, okay. I think that there was always a little bit of good in Vader even after like, you know, when Padme says there's still good in him. And yeah. even, like, when all the way down to when Luke says, like, I feel the good in you, the conflict, I think there was always, there was always good in Vader. You know, there was always, Scott, Anakin was always in there, just very deeply yeah, buried. I think that light, I think, I'm going to take the middle road here. I think you are, I think Vader always existed inside of Anakin. You mean even before I think like, I think we don't have an I don't think we ever had a name to it. My thing has always been that the you know, and granted it's not canon anymore, but this kind of Anakin psychology has never really changed from Legends to Canon much. Mm. Is it like in the Revenge of the Sith novel, the dragon? Mm. That dragon, that voice, that dark, almost nihilistic Death is everywhere. You are death manifested. Yeah. All things die, Anakin Skywalker. Even stars burn out. That was Vader. Oh, uh, okay. Like, and like, and now you get into that where like Anakin thinks that be, by becoming Vader, he has killed the dragon, but he has become the dragon because of it. Mm. Like, I think that his inner quote unquote dragon is. Vader. I didn't even know that was a thing. I never, I never read the novel. Oh, before. it's so good. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a pirated audio version of it on YouTube. The Listen dragon, it. like he has a little thing inside him. Oh, 
So that's Viserys. Yeah, he has, like yeah. he he has like he says like he has this like voice inside of him that he refers to as his dragon. Wow. And that like it and it says and it's like and it and there's like a flashback to when he was still a Padawan and he he was with Obi Wan and like saw a dead star. And it like and it freaked him the fuck out. Right. Like he it, like it scarred him for life and like he said that there is like this. This sinister voice in the back of his head that was like, all things die, Anakin Skywalker. Even stars burn out. It's probably Palpatine fucking with like, I mean, it's probably at least, ampli- at least amplified by Palpatine. Well, I, 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 I think that that, but there was like legitimately, like, I think Vader always existed in him. That's an interesting point. Never like, I think, and I think I the mean, way. We all have a dark side, so. Exactly, but I think with Anakin. It was because of how amplified. powerful he is, because of the nature of his situation, that Vader always existed inside of Anakin. And I think whenever Anakin became Vader, there was still that light inside of him that was very, 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 very dim by the time of A New Hope. Right. Yeah. And in canon, I would, heck he... even, I would say heck even with the light, even by the end of the the end of the uh, Charles Soule Vader issue, I would say 99.999% of the light in Darth Vader is extinguished when he lets the past, when he confronts the past to destroy the past and any notion of it um, in that whole world between worlds esque dark side portal. Oh yeah, yeah when he I, he he was in the netherworld of the force, wasn't that he? Was yeah, pretty like, much. Like oh. he could he, he could have gotten Padme out of there, right? No, I don't know. You don't think? I don't know. I don't like, think he actually could have. I think that that was it, it, was, it was all dark side trying stuff. To, so there's yeah. no way I don't think he could have gotten gotten her out of there. It was all a trick. Yeah. I think. Was it all? A tr- I thought that he succeeded. Like that, that was real. He shit. succeeded. Why Moment, would Momen? Momen did whatever he had to do to make Vader reanimate him. Mm. Yeah, and then, kind of reread yeah. it then. That's how I interpreted it, at least. And it's also been a while since I looked at it. But wait, wait, say that again. Wait, wait. Are you talking about um, Vader building the castle? Isn't that why? Well, no, that's not. Yeah, that's why Vader built the castle so he could open that. Oh, door. yeah, like the giant tuning fork. Uh, uh. Yeah, but because God, good shit, he built because like he built the castle, and then there was that portal, which then Darth uh, Lord Moman. Um, well, he was came. Darth. He was a Darth. I don't think so. I believe he. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. I think he was. You're like ninety percent sure, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. He came through, um, and then you know, tried to. I don't know. Tried to fuck uh, shit up, didn't, and died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, Travis, sir, if you could uh, excavate a charger and plug this Jimmy in, uh, we're gonna keep running though. Uh, well, I did want to say this real quick. I think that by the time Vader goes through that spirit quest yeah. and comes out on the other side, very similar to what I think Ben Solo is doing. Um, yeah, just unplug that brown extension cord and put that bad boy in. Um, 
I think very similar to what Ben Solo is doing is he's just at the point where he's just gone, yep, I have nothing left, so I'm just going to embrace this completely. Mm. But thank you, Travis. Yeah. There's a part of him that is still in there, and it's very dim. And I think by the time we get to the end of A New Hope, or right after A New Hope when he finds out that Luke is named Skywalker Mm -hmm. and realizes, oh, my God, Padme did give birth. Holy shit, I have a kid. From that moment, that light starts to reignite. Yeah. Because there's a part of him that has something to live for beyond just the dark side and power and serving Sidious. Yeah. And I think the moment that that light goes from being shades of dimness is to like an actual spark is his conversation with Luke – on the landing pad. Yeah, he was like, "I dude, I can't get out of this. Like, stop trying." Yeah, to, like yeah. that's like when and when Luke, then that's when Luke says, "Like, I feel the good in you. I feel the conflict." Yeah, like uh, he doesn't say it right then, but like the fact that like it's like there's something going on here. He's like, "I didn't feel this on Cloud City." Yeah, yeah. Like there's something going on here. So I think there's a lot of that too. Yeah. Um, but you know, the we we, we could talk for hours about the psychology of Darth Vader and. That's great stuff. All of that. Uh, Mike, how do I want to do this? I don't know which story I want to talk about more. Okay, how about this? I'm going to take this one. Okay. And then you can read the third one. Okay. Just read directly from the article so we can take it all in. Right. Um, And then I am going to do my uh, Raylo conjecture and posturing for this one. And then you guys can feel free to tell me if I'm wrong or not. All right, so uh, in a very refreshing change of pace, uh, typically for both Hall of Heroes and Dubeck, as I have complained before, right after we stop recording, within 24 hours, big news breaks for either show. 100%. Every fucking time. This time around, however, a couple hours ago, story broke right before we started recording, which is always nice. So we got our first look in Marvel's upcoming comic miniseries, Star Wars Allegiance. Star Wars Allegiance, an upcoming comic book. This is from uh, Star Wars Newsnet again. Uh, Star Wars Allegiance, an upcoming comic miniseries from writer Ethan Sachs and artist Luke Ross. Hits shelves this October. Pardon my yawn. But a recent preview catalog just gave us our first glimpses at a few pages from the first issue. The miniseries will be in four parts with each cover, <clears throat> excuse me, with each of the covers being one fourth of the banner revealed at Steel, er, Steel City Comic Con at a San Diego Comic Con. Oh, which reminds me, Steel City Comic Con, the August 9th through the 11th, Dubeck discussion is going to be there. I got into this at Hall of Heroes and forgot to talk about it here. Most of the crew from Dubeck discussion, Hall of Heroes and Gore Moore are all going to be there. Um, and that also, since that includes TJ, means that Jerk the Curtain and um, Down the Rabbit Hole will be present as well. Be there. Be square. We're donating the money that we make, some of the money that we make there to a children's hospital, the name of which I can never remember how to pronounce. We are also doing a – don't laugh at me, Connor. We're doing a free three-day cosplay photo shoot. Everybody there, if you want to get your picture taken – by an excellent cosplayer and an excellent photographer who is really good at getting really cool poses out of cosplayers. 
Stick your head outside. We'll have final details for that in the next episode of both shows. We can talk about in detail. But all three days, they're going to be free shoots. Our only request is that you do donate. Um, none of the money that will be made there will go to us. All of the money from the cosplay photo shoots is going to go to the Children's Hospital. Like I said, we're going to have like a bucket out there with us. Throw, you know, a few bucks, five bucks or whatever in there. You know, just it's a request. If you can't, we understand a lot of people come to cons just with plastic. That's understandable. But if you do have some cash on you and it's going to a good cause, we'd be very, very, very pleased for you to do that. Uh, 9th through the 11th at Monroeville Convention Center. We'll see you guys there. Anywho, back to this story. You just had a Spencerism. You say anywho. That's Spencer. Oh, that's I, cute. I've always said anywho. You have? Yeah. Really? Oh, maybe he got it from you. Maybe. Bro, your fucking shirt is sick. Thank you. How the fuck you. did you get that? Hot top. I love the fucking colors, man. They're perfect. Thank you. With those darks and those oranges. Oh, my God. Man, I gotta get that shit. Thank you. Good. That's it's a shit. recreation of, like, the classic A New Hope poster, but with, like, the new crew. It's awesome. Anyway, the miniseries will be in four parts with each of the covers being one-fourth of the banner revealed at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we've shared this image before, but if you haven't seen it yet, here's the cover for issue number one. That voice was from Connor's house. That voice was from Connor's house. That, vo that voice was from your house, right, Connor? Yes. Okay. Just saying that so you don't get scared. Shut the fuck up. No, no, pimp slap you. You quit chuckling too, Travis. Uh, all right, so uh, going through the images that we got a uh, look at, we see Ray battling a giant creature. Um, she it looks like she uses the force here to like throw debris at it, and then uh, mm -hmm. very expertly uses her staff to pull Vault away from this monster. Um, she has to wear a breathing tube. Yeah, she's wearing like some type of breathing apparatus on this planet. Oh, I don't know the the, 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 the apparatus. Get it? Episode <laughs> seven. Oh, well, what's with, what's with the, the the apparatus? Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. The old man gave it to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Catch you with a Kylo Ren impression contest. A beach at that time, fucker. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, we'll, we'll see. You know what? No, you're absolutely right. No. You're so right. You're so right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, that's enough. You're so right. Uh, the third image we have. Uh, oh yeah. Well, the first image is the comic book cover, um, which we should get into. It's the first quarter of that big banner that I think everybody saw. It has the Falcon, a Mon Cala of some sort. Rose Tico, and then Ray fighting this giant beastie. And then we have Ray fighting the beastie, like I said. We have uh, Rose and Leia at a resistance base. That's Rose? Yeah, I think it Rose. is. Oh. Yeah. She looks a I bit like uh, different. I like the look. Yeah, because her hair's back mature. and she's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. She's she also like washed in the blue. Mature. Yeah. Which yeah, it's because her hair's back and it's in that bun. It doesn't, like, it doesn't have that like little... Like swoop, Curly's. yeah, like the swoop it has, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see Leia in a badass looking outfit. All of these have no text bubbles on them at all, so there's zero context for anything. Uh, the next image we have is Finn uh, 
getting, getting his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, get, 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 he's getting took by this alien here, and BB-8's chasing after him. Uh, There's like a Krabby Patty on like the top like panel, what? but on the left side, it looks like. Oh, I see it. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> like I love how you didn't say a meat patty, a burger. You went straight to fucking Krabby Patty, and I appreciate you for it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we have Finn getting took. Uh, and then this next one. No, it isn't Leia because Leia's still in the ship. How is she still in the fucking ship? She's there. Why would she be meeting Oh my god! Dude, Chewie's in the ship there. They've landed. They're exiting the my- ship. Okay, we're, we'll get there. The next Wait, one, the uh, last one. What's the problem? Is that Jared thinks he's found fucking Klondike gold? He struck a gold mine. That is that is fucking Kylo Ren. It's not Kylo, <laughs> damn it! It's certainly oh, not Leia. On the last, it's Leia. On the, on the yes, last it is. Panel. It could be Ben. It's Leia. Yeah, that. That's Leia. Oh, look, I will I will I concede tell. that it's maybe not Kylo, but that is for damn sure not Princess Leia. Yes, it is Princess, Princess Leia. Leia. Huh? Wait, when does this take place? Wait, look at in the be- size. Like right after, okay, like look, in between Travis, eight and nine. Travis, Travis, Travis Lando. Lando's not oh, that could, fucking tall. It could be Lando. No, no, it's not. Yeah, because the person is facing is facing forward to the 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 castle thing. Look, it's see why that's that's Ray because she's further away, so she looks smaller. Maybe by only a, like a foot or two. Not yeah, enough. she's she's gone back. She's she's back towards the landing gear. She's like walking out. Leia's she's behind Leia. Leia's behind Ray in front of Chewie. What? No, that's like that's like Finn or Rose or something. It's def- Leia was wearing a robe thing. It's definitely not Leia. Yes, it is, Leia. No, it is not. Yes, it is. They're wearing a helmet. That's not a fucking Thank helmet. Thank you. There's definitely a helmet That's on there. That's not a helmet, helmet, damn it. It cut. That's not I a can't... helmet. That's not... That is Leia. You're not a helmet. What? What? <laughs> that is Leia. That is Princess okay, Leia. I think I'm sorry, you are Jared. stoned. Is I'm not no stoned. That is Leia. That is Leia. Fucking Princess Leia. That is, you are the fake news media. You are the enemy of the You're people. fucking Trump in this situation, my friend. <laughs> that is Princess Leia. Anyway, we have this panel where it's the Falcon coming out of light speed. Oh, my God. Chewie, Leia, and Rey in the cockpit. The Falcon going to this planet that is washed in blue. Maybe Mon Calamari. They're landing the ship. Yeah, yeah it's probably Mon Cala. Oh, my God. And We're going to fight. Stepping out of Dude, the cockpit. Both- and Both the only people correct. we see, the only people we see in the cockpit of the Falcon are Ray, Chewie, and Leia. And we see three figures stepping out. A figure wearing what looks to be a gown type outfit from Which the way that Leia. she's stepping. In the middle, Chewie bringing up the tail end, and Ray standing in front of an individual wearing a long cape, seemingly a helmet, who is significantly taller than her. Those aren't okay. Whatever that individual is wearing right in front of Chewie, those are pants. I'm gonna tell you right now, those are pants. They're wearing some sort of tunic. That's Rose. Look, you can even see her hair fly out. She must have recovered on this trip on the Falcon. See her hair. See her hair right there. See it. Look at that. Look at the gray part of the Falcon. That right is not Chewie's Leia. Bowcasters. In front no, no, of that's Ray. Rose. That's I, Rose. That's Leia. Okay, maybe that's Rose. That's Rose. That is not Leia standing in front of Ray. 
No, she's standing behind Ray. Can't you see? The cloak is covering her right leg. The cloak is covering her right leg. That okay, figure is not the standing in front. Figure, the caped figure at the end of this landing pad is definitely not Leia. It is definitely Leia because the figure appears bigger because they're closer to the viewer. Two feet doesn't make you look three like feet taller. Ray could be like six or seven feet in front. I do agree that there is a little bit of like perspective warbling because Ben is not that much taller than Ray. You're too stuck on this idea shit. that it's it's. I'm it's not saying Kylo, it's definitely it's not. Kylo. I'm not it's saying, not. It could very easily not be Kylo, but like yeah, it's, he's built like Ben Solo. No, he's not. That is a stocky That's individual her, with her, a cape. Her thing just makes her look big. Her cape just makes her look big. She's wearing that big damn half-ass mask thing on crate. That's part of the apparatus. That's Leia. I'm sorry, my okay, friend. That is she's probably got the Leia. thing up. She's got the thing up. The, 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 the when she's looking out, all sul- sultry-ish. At, you know, like close sultry-ish. the door. Sultry-ish. Right, when she's looking out across the the salt, and she's like, close the doors. Like that was yeah. like a. You know, there's a bit of the. Thank old, you, Michael. Yeah, we needed that. Anyway, those are the frames. It could be Ben Solo. I'm sorry for getting things out of hand, but that is Princess Leia. You're entitled to your own opinion. What did you say? Who knows? It could be Kylo. I don't know what you said. That was Leia. That's Leia. That is Leia. We'll find out when it Yes, we will find out when... Yes. I'm going to take a piss on your head when I know I'm proved right. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Like and subscribe for me getting a golden shower from Mike Dolan over this comic book. What do you want to do if you're right? You need to buy a Raylo Trash t-shirt from the website. All right. Yeah? I'll piss on your head if I'm right, though. (laughs) For those of you at home, it is incredibly disturbing the excited smile that Mike has at that prospect. Oh, I'll do it like through a curtain or something. Okay, okay, we can move along. This is this is why we're losing listeners. Oh, we are. This is why. No, I'm just saying. No. This is why we're hemorrhaging. <laughs> this is why we're hemorrhaging now. Um, like, yeah, like you got like this. Galaxy's Edge is supposedly losing people at the park. That's that's an episode for After Steel City Con where we can really. Mm. When my no, research is saying, done. It's just when my same, research is done. No, yeah, you're absolutely energy. right, Connor. Yeah, same energy. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so excited for that special episode. Anyway. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, are you talk, laughing wait, at my show notes, Michael? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Jerry, are you talking uh, about Origins the, the, the project? Yes, the project. Oh, oh, I don't know about the project. Boy. What is that? Okay. Oh, right, right. I just whispered it in front of a microphone. Right, right, so right. I... Hey, if anyone from Star Wars Anything and Everything Reloaded or the Geeks and Gamers Facebook group is listening, you fucking got me. Uh- <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. 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 You can always delete that part out, right? No, it's whatever. We are deleting that Let's part be a corrupt out. regime. And, like, I mean, they, out, they outright said we're probably not going to listen to your show because you're a soy boy who likes The Last Jedi. So, Are you serious? Really? Wow. They didn't say that exactly, but there was it somebody who did. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. It wouldn't uh, surprise we're me. Getting, oh, you guys are getting a sneak peek of this show. Hold oh, on. Boy. Read the read the thing. Wow. Wait, then again, I've... I mean, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Whenever you are ready, Michael. 
Oh, are we talking about this thing? Yeah, we're all moving on to that one. Now. Oh, we are. Oh, oh, okay. Well, this next episode—I mean, this next, <laughs> uh, this next article—is titled "A New Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker Leak Appears to Confirm Ray's Origins." Okay, so we've got this article written by Matt Miller uh, from Esquire, and it talks about you know Ray's origins and how we're really not sure of what's going on going into Episode Nine. Because from episode 7, we have a lot of theories going around. We're thinking that maybe Rey could be a Skywalker. She could be some powerful Force user. And some of these are confirmed when, like, we see Rey on the planet being held by Unkar Plutt, yelling at, like, a like a spaceship leaving. So we think, oh, maybe Luke left her there, something like that. And it's also confirmed, perhaps, like, whenever we see Rey hold, like, oh, uh, Luke's lightsaber and then we hear, like, Luke's theme music played... Then all these theories just seemingly went to hell in episode eight, and like a bunch of people believed it. You know, whenever yeah. Kylo says you're nothing, your parents yeah. are a bunch of you know. Oh, and that's the thing, though. Is trash like, traitors? I think that it's very important to bring up, and I saw this on Twitter the other day. The movies nor the filmmakers never teased that Ray was a Skywalker. At no point was there like any type of deliberate. She is a part of this family lineage. Yeah, but there was a bunch of stuff that could have alluded to it. That could have. That's right? kind of really like, like, but like no one explicitly like. There's never right. Like an no one explicitly that she says anything, but you don't have to say. That's I know. That, know that's that's, that's a lot of like fan theories that became headcanon. But I mean, when you look at when you're point. watching it, it's like you're like okay, you know, like you use your intuition. You're like okay, this that's it. That's that's what it I mean, is. She is she. You know? I mean, like watching episode seven before eight. I could possibly see it, even though I did not agree with any of it. That, like, maybe she was someone's daughter, not Luke's. Um, someone's, mm. like, someone's, someone's significant. Because her whole arc is basically trying to look for her family and be well, with them. Yeah. And then okay, realizing so think... that she has to be her own person and forge Precisely. her own path. Precisely. So, it's very internal, more yeah. more than external. I feel so. like that'd be boring if she'd be her own person, but anyway. What do you mean? That's the what we're getting. She's not eh, it's lame. Is that lame that we have yeah. an original fucking character? Yes. It's lame. I thought it's a family saga, baby. Right? Yeah, well we have the family. Well, yeah. We have Leia and Ben. That's and like, Luke's ghost. That's like a I'm not even gonna say, but it's not a family. Family needs, like, you know. We need, At least we need third Rey. cousins. Needs to be Ray. At least out to third cousins. Or yes, we need a full Skywalker family reunion. Yes. I, just, Rey, I hate Rey's that. part of it. Rey's That's so it. fucking boring. Like, oh, like, like everyone's like, oh, just copy The Force Awakens. It's not original. It's so stupid. They're just copying what they did before. And like, oh, yes, clearly the be- clearly the thing that's going to make people happy is to just do the same exact story from 30 years ago. <laughs> do the same exact story where it's kid comes from nothing, kid secretly from prominent family, kid's incredibly powerful because they're from prominent family, confronts prominent family member who's evil, then they kill the emperor. Yes, thank you for this <laughs> this artistic license at the front. <laughs> Fuck that! No, I like that Ray is a nobody. She might not. I don't think I mean, she's Ray's a nobody. A, okay, though. She's, she's a not. nobody. So, 
Oh, yeah, I, see, a, I like yeah, that. She's a Ken- there we go. Okay. I'm so, I think all they right. can hurt a Kenobi at this stage. Well, anyway, all right, anyway. even less sense. Anyway, part of the, the as the article says, both of these things that we see about Rey don't really make sense. Like, what's revealed in 7 and 8 do not really add up. Like, why would, as according to the article, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Come on. Baby. Tiny Ray. There we go. Okay. Why would Ray be abandoned on Jakku at all? Ray's vision appears to show her being sold off to or left with the junk trader Unkar Plut on Jakku. Based on the information from Kylo Ren, Ray was sold off to him for drinking money. There are other possibilities. Like, why is it that Ray's parents are dead if somebody flew off? That doesn't make any sense. That's the heart of the. That's the heart of the, the argument. Why would Ray's parents be dead in a pauper's grave if somebody flew off? And so, what somebody I says. Hmm. I think that's saying well, that like one. I think that's saying that they're mutually exclusive. Like. It doesn't say that, oh, you were left behind because well, that's what they the article died. says. I know. I understand. I don't like the way that's written because yeah. that implies that, like, Kylo's saying you were left Dude, behind because they died. Star Wars articles mm-hmm. are, like, always wrong. Well, look, that, that's my issue here, though, is, <laughs> like, that, that implies... Some, 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 yeah. I'm not going to lie. Some of the people writing these articles, they're fucking casuals. They really oh, are. Oh, great. I'm but, saying like, there's, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. But, like, so this could be one of them. Yeah. Well, here's like, my thing. What I I read that scene as they sold you for they sold you off for drinking money, uh, and he's like they're dead in a pauper's grave on Jakku. I read that as you were sold off because we had like we like your, your parents were junkies. They sold you to feed their addiction, and that led them to fucking dying because of it. Yeah. Like, I, I hate that, like, oh, since they flew off, that means, like, they, that doesn't make any sense because they died, and then they can't fly off if they died. Like, well, I, 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 I just I just hate that it's, like, it's so, that's such a narrow reading I, of that scene that, like, it requires... It's not a narrow, it's just one way to view it. There are many ways, like, your way's another way, this way's another way. Like, there's many ways to see this. Okay, but, like, because that footage of the ship leaving is there... It's implied she's that they yelling, sold. She's yelling, "Come back, come back!" So she knew the people on that ship. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like yes. that, that. Like the fact that that footage is there means she was sold off. They left, then died. They might not have been sold off. I mean, she might not have been sold off. It could have been a lie. Why was she wanting to know who they were the whole time? Because they abandoned her. <laughs> and but if they abandoned her, her she would have known who they were. Not if she was so young that she has no actual memory of them. Yeah. You know, I think if if we can say that Leia inexplicably remembers fucking Padme for the 30 seconds that they were in the same room. Hmm. You know, like, let's, you know, if we can suspend our disbelief long enough for Padme or Leia to remember Padme... Let's, you know, let's indulge a repressed memory right. for Ray's own trauma. You know what I mean? Like, it, there, there's enough plausible deniability of, like, I need to know who my parents are. Or even a part of her that wants it to be that it's Luke. Right. 
that you know that there's a part of her because she knows the myth and the legend of Luke Skywalker and like oh my god you were the son of Darth Vader she wants and you to brought be him part back of that, to life yeah. exactly she wants that she wants that to be there for her or she wants there to be like a bigger ending for her she's kind of like the audience exactly like thing. she's like she doesn't like like and, you, like and, like if you really think about it ten years between these ten years between Star Wars films thirty years in universe. We don't get any Luke Skywalker, or we get, like, very little Luke Skywalker post-Return of the Jedi content, so we have no idea what he's up to, and through that time, people probably realize that he's now a myth. Like, they've mythologized him, the audience, yeah. and the people in-universe, um, and Ray is sort of that meta-narrative with saying, oh, I thought he was a myth, because he is. And we've hyped him up so much that now that we, that not only is she shocked to see his state of mind in Last Jedi, we're also, most of us were also shocked in Last Jedi. And as she reacted, we reacted. Mm. Um, So we're more uh, brutal in their reactions. Others, not so much. Just, I don't know. Ray's basically the audience in this case. Yeah, she I can see that. Somewhat, she wants to be like some, in some lineage to make her feel comfortable. And yeah. we as an audience with Star Wars films want to fear, want to also feel comfortable. And because she's nobody, she's unsettled by that at first but then has but then realizes to forge a new path and by extension the the vast majority of the audience were unsettled by that by just like how star wars is going in general but we realize that we have that there is a new path being forged ahead yeah that we can it doesn't all have to be like I understand it's the Skywalker saga, and this is still the story of the Skywalker saga, especially with Palpatine being involved in Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. Like that man is at the epicenter of all of the trauma this family's gone through, so yeah. you can't remove what's going on with him from this. Mm-hmm. I don't know so, how like, I just came up with all that. And well, and this <laughs> is the other thing, though, is that like when you have Ray being the nobody, and you know, th- and this is beyond like me saying like Raylo, they're going to end up together and shit like that, like. They are written – J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson have both said that Ray and Kylo Ren are co-protagonists. They share yeah. this story and they are meant to be the yin to the other one's yang where Ray comes from nothing, longs for acceptance and so badly wants to be a part of something bigger than herself. Kylo Ren rejects his lineage, rejects his family hates where he comes from, who he comes from, and wants to embrace the antithesis of all that. Yeah. If Anakin Skywalker is the beginning of the incredibly Force-sensitive Skywalker line, Darth Vader is the figurehead that almost snuffs it out because of his very own existence. He wants to be Vader. And then by the by the end of Return to or the end the blah, 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 by the end of the last Jedi, where's Kylo at? Forget the past, kill the past let it die, the Jedi, the Sith, Skywalker, everything. Kylo has so – and maybe that's in a moment of like – and, and, and you know, kind of like my own 
interpretation of what I think Kylo's going on is going on with Kylo in episode nine is that like he is so amped on the fact that he is finally his own man. Snoke is dead. He can move on and maybe do it with Ray. Move on with Ray. And it's that moment where he is amped up. Like everything that he has been thinking and feeling for so long. Holy shit, it's true. Fuck it all. Fuck Snoke. Fuck the First Order. Fuck the Resistance. Fuck the Jedi. Fuck the Sith. Fuck Skywalker. Fuck it all. Mm. That's where he's at. You know what I mean? So he is, and in that moment, he's like, Ray, join me. Like, you can help me. And again, both of them on that, what you were saying, Connor, on that war path to forge a new path. Yeah. We're like, that's where both of them are at. Kylo is still, you know, fighting that dark side addiction. Like everyone and everyone who falls to the dark side has to deal with. Everybody gets addicted to that power. 100%. I think I think Kylo is still in the throes of that power, and I think the psychological and emotional trauma he's been through has made him so codependent on that power. His mindset, his whole frame of reference for we're going to forge a new path is we're going to conquer the fucking galaxy. Mm-hmm. And he can't move past anything other than galactic conquest. Conversely, Rey wants to save the galaxy and sees what worked from the past and it's like okay here's the good stuff we're gonna sprinkle some of that in with these new ideas where kylo's like no fuck it all fuck it all and i think kylo after taking a huge personal risk in murdering snoke fighting everybody off and then ray abandons him and he feels one more person has turned their back on him. And not only was it one more person, it was the person he thought he could put it all on. Is like, and again, Ren Ray has every right to do that because she looks at where Ben is at and goes, no, like maybe when you're done with all this shit, this <laughs> could work. But while you're still doing this whole Kylo Ren thing, it's a no for me, chief. I think Kylo at that point becomes so emotionally unsettled and un- it's Nana. Stop making those faces. She walked by that window. Stop it, Michael. He falls back into those old habits mm. and he goes from, you know, to hell with the past, burn the past, let it die to he's, he needs that helmet again. He needs that. He needs that security blanket of the helmet and all of this stuff. So I think to make Ray at the very like at the eleventh hour to be like, oh no, never mind, she's Luke's daughter and Obi Wan Kenobi's granddaughter and all these things. Bro, you, if she was Luke's daughter, that would act that would probably no, that would contradict pretty much everything in Last Jedi. Yes. Well, I think you guys including his attitude towards Don't be her. gullible. Remember the evil ones lie. They lie. Yeah, I know, but she also, but she said they were nobody. Who said? Yeah, Ray. She right. admits, like, she realizes, like, no, you're right. Verbatim. Maybe they because were she nobody. didn't know. Well, also, I'll say this much. It's the same Some thing of the... as Empire and Return of the Jedi. People were freaking out and thought Vader was lying. And we had to wait, and they had to wait three years to realize, right. oh, yeah, now. Vader's, I Vader's could be right. I could be wrong. Yeah. 
I get still, like, like no, 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 no. Like, Mike, I do totally get what you're saying. And I do agree with it. So, because five minutes later, oh, the girl killed Snoke. He just yeah. like rolls off the tongue. Why? Well, you yeah, because he, well, he wants what he wants. He gets what he wants. Well, I think also a lot of that comes with if he just outright says, yeah, I murdered Supreme Leader Snoke. What about it? But that comes with its all. That comes with its whole. That comes with to tell Ray that she is no one would make it easier for him to bring her under his thumb. I don't think he wants her. He just wants her as an. I mean, maybe his partner, but still, he and to some extent, I don't think he wants wants her under his thumb. Yes, he does. He does. He says, "Come join me." Like he. In any event, like it's even not, as an equal, she'd still be under his control. I don't. Again, I really disagree she with that. He wants to control I think something. It's, he wants control. He wants control. He wants to control the galaxy. That's what. No, he wants. I know you're absolutely right that there's. He wants to control the galaxy. I think there's a part of him that respects and yeah, recognizes Ray as his equal. Though he's manipulating her. He's manipulating her. He doesn't. I don't think he cares. He's just. He's nuts. He, like, stood by it when he watched, like, 30 trillion people die. He murdered his own father. No, he didn't. He tried to stop. He said, like, he voices in the novelization of The Force Awakens and in the comic adaptation that, like, he outright says, like, I think we're going to do something other than fucking blowing the shit straight to hell. But is that enough? It's the most that he can do. He could. And you also, again, you got to get into, like, the psychology of a victim of abuse, though. He's like, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's but he's been molded into this maniac. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, we still can't, will. Like, we he... can't. Yeah, but okay, we can't pretend that Kylo is just a one-sided maniac, and also pretend that Vader is a sympathetic hero or anti-hero. They've yeah. gone through similar trauma. Like to to say, oh well, if Kylo Kylo just stood by, like he doesn't deserve redemption. Now that it's fucking Vader. I never said he doesn't deserve redemption. I'm just well, saying no, he's but, crazy. Oh, no, he's I. I think he's a victim of trauma. I think he has a lot of like anger built up in him because he's been. It doesn't for, mean what he did or acceptable. No, absolutely not. And I have gone on record many times. If, if many times and have said, Ben Solo's hands are not clean. But he also wasn't – he didn't directly sign up t- for dirtying them in the first place. He would have known though even like back in the temple days that the dark side was wrong. He would have known that. Well, again, when you have all of the light side role models in your life lie to you, tell you that you're a monster, tell you that you're a living fucking weapon – and then, no, Luke did not directly try to kill Ben. He thought about it, which is bad enough. But, like, when you wake up and just see Luke Skywalker, hero of the galaxy, standing over top of you with that lightsaber out, that doesn't look good. Right. So your mother and father think you're a monster and a weapon. They thought they trusted you so little that they didn't tell you the truth about your family and where you come from. And then... The galaxy's greatest hero. I mean, heck, I mean... Who, who saw Vader is worth saving. What do you have to say, Connor? No, Sorry. no, it's just like... Not even just because it's Ben Solo. I mean, maybe because it's Ben Solo. But I think anybody finding out that their grandfather was Darth Vader... Um, they're probably gonna have some 
really weird reaction to it, and one that the parents wouldn't want. Well, there's I think that. it's more amplified because it's been so long, because he had these dark tendencies even in the womb. But well, no, 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 no. They, they felt anybody. they felt there was something dark coming for him. Yeah, and I, that was Snoke. That like weird darkness lay. Well, I thought that when was in the womb, when, that was Snoke. Like she felt like there were like he was she was being attacked. That was Snoke reaching through the Force. That was either Snoke or Sidious. During when what? Whenever Leia was pregnant with Ben. The aftermath mm-hmm. trilogy. Well, during the aftermath trilogy, also like what I thought though that there was a darkness from Ben. Like whenever Han looked at his son's eyes, they were like cold and unfeeling, weren't they? Remember that they were like blank, and like Maybe. Han was freaked out by it. I don't it. remember I'll that. That was but like I feel I'll like that's really unfair trilogy. to just characterize. That's my what. That's what Wendig wrote. That's what my father wrote. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> That's what my dad wrote, and I can't undo it. I will have to fact. I don't remember him saying. It's freaky. That ben like, had, he, like he holds him. Eyes. He holds him, and like the, the kid's eyes are just like like, like glaring at him. That doesn't look at all. It's that in there. Doesn't meld with the rest of like little Ben literature, though. Like little Ben, like is like running around wanting to be like his dad as a kid. And he's like he like like they have this scene when he's like four years old, and he has a speech what, impediment. What book? In one of the Lando books after Solo, it was I think it was like Last Shot, whichever one jumps back and forth oh. between like young Han and Lando and like old man Han and Lando. Oh, okay. But at one point during like one of like the middle ground flashbacks, there's like a little kid that keeps calling him Uncle Wanwell. Like, you can't tell me that the baby with beady eyes is doing cute shit like that four years ago. We later. all have different parts of us. We're just collections of multiple people. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like and we can get back to this theory in a second. I'm just on my Ray is a nobody soapbox here because I got a chance to. I feel like you undo two whole movies of character development for her. What development? She like she's a Mary Sue. She picks up the saber and she fucking whips yeah. people's ass. For you those of you know at it, home, you know it. No, she is. Not. If Ray is a Mary, this show. I was like, it's gonna be a short show. This motherfucker's gonna be eight hours long. <laughs> If Ray is a Mary Sue, so is Anakin, so is Luke, so is Revan, no. so is Bane, so is fucking Thrawn. No. None of that shit makes any sense. No. Anakin is not a Mary Sue. He had ten years in the temple. Yeah. He was running around. Yeah. Cleaning. Yeah. 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 And that, that nine, and when he's nine years old and has never flown a starfighter before, survives a he's massive space ba- battle. So that works for Anakin, but not for Ray? It's true. But still, works, I mean, no, he, he had experience for, okay, on pottery. No, 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 no. Hold on, Connor. I, I'm not, so this kid, who has never left... And I'm like 90% sure you're just trolling me to get a reaction out of me. Because I've heard you agree before. Like, I don't think everyone thinks it's married to you. Anyway. Anakin, of nine years, slave of nine years That's old, true. has never been behind the controls of a starfighter. Fuck the that? whole... Fuck the whole... Oh, that? yeah, he can inexplicably... Yes, we know that because he's never left the planet. He's a good pilot. He develops piloting no, skills over the okay. years. Okay. Mike? What? Just because you can compete in NASCAR doesn't mean you can then go fly a fucking F-31. There's really no difference. Those two things are not compatible. There's not much of a difference. No, yes, there is a big difference, Mike. They're controls. (laughs) Different controls are different for a reason. You don't fly a plane the way you fucking operate a boat. Like, those aren't the same thing. You don't know that, man. Have you ever been on a boat in your life? Stop! I can't. I can't tell when you're trolling or not. Anyway, 
Anakin, a child of nine years old who has never been behind the controls of a Naboo starfighter. The kid has never flown an N1 before and just goes, oh, okay, this is how I shoot it. This is how I fly it. This is what I call pod racing. Flies Clearly out the controls the are similar. The this is pod racing. Now this is pod racing. No, he says that because he's flying quickly and it's also a horrible line to begin with. That's a good line. He flies out into the middle. Who's this dude shit work, kids? I will. Fight you on that. Okay, fight me on it. It's hilarious, but for all the wrong reasons. He's fine. He flies it out into this massive space battle where we see veteran pilots getting blown to hell left and right around him. And this kid, Mr. Magoo's his way it's all after the, getting it's, it's, shot. It's also the will of the force, man. There's also the will of the force. Okay, well, if it's the will of the force and all of that stuff, then there's then nobody's a Mary Sue. Okay, I will. Okay, okay. So my just. So if this is all the will, I'm sorry, God. If this is all the will of God, then there's no such thing as a Mary Sue or a plot hole or a plot contrivance or anything. You can't criticize the content of the movies at that point because at that point there is a third party that is just puppet showing the whole fucking thing. Nothing matters at that point. Like you can't criticize any of it. Anakin was meant to be super creepy with Padme. Obi Wan was meant to forget owning R two D two. Shit like that. You know, the Force willed the knife out of the Praetorian Guard's hand. You can't complain about anything at that point. Say what you were about to say, Connor, and I apologize. No, it's just like, Mike, what's your um, viewpoint with with Ray? Because I can see there's some... I can see you're upset about this, Annie. Well, I thought it was kind of bullshit that she, like, wins a fight against Kylo. That made me mad. You know, like, Kylo should have been able to whoop her ass. Is that wait? Yeah, whoop her ass. Yeah, he's bleeding I'm, out in the middle. So what? Forest. So fucking what? And he's not fighting to kill, and he's also completely distracted by murdering Han and the fact that in the, again in the book, and it's implied in the movie, and they solidify it in the book that when Kylo was shot by Chewie, or not really, anyway, he was shot by Chewie. He completely like he can't, yeah, he, he's fucking wounded. But when he kills Han, it says directly in the book, he thought he was going to feel feel himself be swallowed up in the dark side. He thought that the moment he killed Han Solo, he was gonna like he was gonna go from like tier B to tier A. Yeah. That like everything was gonna change. That he was gonna be amped up to the next level. And he didn't. And he, he, he all he felt was that the conflict inside him just got worse. And that instead of feeling relieved, he was like, oh, what the fuck did I just do? And, like, we see when Chewie shoots him, he's just staring off into space. Yeah, he's kind of like, like, okay, so... He's in a daze, and then Chewie shoots him. Yeah. So he's in complete emotional turmoil. And he's bleeding out in the forest. All right, well then, fine. Wait, if... And, for the record, let's look at his fight with Finn. That was bullshit. Finn gets that was him. Bullshit. Finn? Finn should have got his fucking head cut off. Okay, hold on. I think he was toying with him. Moreover, exactly. That's stupid. Okay, that's Finn. idiotic. No, Finn, Kylo's angry at Finn. He should have killed him. He's killed him. It's like, and he thought he did. He wanted to fight him. He wanted to hurt him. He went in there because that's the kind of bloodlust, crazy bastard we're dealing with here. You should have double tapped him. Okay. Well, yeah, he should have, would have, could have. Again, Darth Maul should have just thrown his lightsaber down the reactor pit like a fucking spear at Obi-Wan, and these movies would be a lot shorter. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Exactly. Mike, again, there's stupid shit in all of these movies. 
But we see Kylo is pissed at Finn. He wants to make him hurt. We see that from the fact that he stabs him in the shoulder and just plunges that shit in just to listen to Finn screech. Because there was a part of him that is, A, damaged enough that that's the kind of shit that he needs. That he's damaged enough that that's the kind of shit he wants to do to another person. But, B, that, like, oh, you dare to stand against the First Order. And he's, like, taking it personally. The second Finn gets a lucky shot in that, again, I think he only got in because of the fact that Kylo is bleeding out and should be in a med bay by now. He gets that lucky shot in. Kylo ends the fight immediately. Wait, what? What? Finn hits him in the arm. Kylo grimaces, blocks Finn's attack, spins him around, punches him in the face, and then cleaves him up the back. The second Finn, the second Finn lands a hit, Kylo ends the fight. He's like, okay, we're done now. He incapacitates Finn and leaves him to die. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, he, yeah, you're right. He should have killed him. But it's Star Wars, and the villain doesn't always do the smart thing. Right. Yeah, this right. is the same series. All right, but wait. That... If Ray's not a Mary Sue, then she's had training. You're right. She is a con- she's trained to fight. And we see that she swings that lightsaber the same way she uses her staff. By Luke. And Ow. we see that she can Ow. fight in the beginning of the movie when she throw when she gets jumped by like six. Like well, what about what about the whole dudes. thing that you just said about uh, what learning how to race with a pod racer is different from flying in a starship? Lightsaber and a staff are two totally different things. No, but things. they're two different. They're yeah, they're two different things, but they're both melee weapons. All things. And again, are there is a big okay, course. Mike. There is a big difference. Between and I know and again everybody at home we know this the is difference all is just as big. Between, no, it's uh, not. Yes, it is. Hold on. A lightsaber has no weight. A lightsaber has no weight. It's like you're swinging around a flashlight when you're using a lightsaber. That is completely different yeah, from a staff. And the, she very just as big a difference between Jedi, flying around on very, like on the, on the surface and flying in space. Okay, like again, we're talking about around like it's a staff. In the first, you know, like oh, she doesn't. Yes, yeah, she does. She picks up me, the lightsaber she, and starts immediately. She's swinging it around like it has the. What Kylo's staff. doing? There's. A, and yeah, but Kylo's more. We're getting into different fighting thing. styles at that point because Ky- Okay, first of all, there's a big difference between the controls of a star of a race car and an F F thirteen. You can't. Same thing here. There's a big difference. Between I'm navigating this and like, oh, I'm trying not to get shot at now. And trying not to and fly there's a big difference this other between guy. a staff and a saber. Yes, you're right. But there is a baseline level of combat knowledge here. Along with that. Mike is Mike, you're crazy. No, Thank I'm right. you. he's wrong. No, he isn't, Mike. He's very much not wrong. No, he's not. So, factor in the fact that Ray knows, and I'm, and I'm not saying that because Ray knows how to use the staff, she's like Mace Windu tier lightsaber duelist. She's not, not by any stretch of the imagination. That's but the she's one competent. Thing she to work on. She's a she's competent enough to not immediately get outclassed. We also have the fact that she spends most of that fight running away from Kylo Ren. And then she taps. You shake your head. No, that's how the fucking fight plays out. She's running away from Ben the whole fight. Was she? Yeah, pretty much. Almost the the whole fight for the first. It's block, block, run, block, block, run. He's chasing her. I'm sorry, Connor. I keep talking over you by accident. Then she becomes a badass, which means that she was trained by someone. Okay. Yeah. Again. 
It's called The Force Awakens for a reason. Literally, when... The Force Awakens. Okay, stop. When... When Kylo says to her on the edge of the cliff, I can show you the ways of the Force, Rey says back, the Force, closes her eyes, you hear the Force theme pretty freaking clearly signify and she's tapping into the force and then boom bada bing the force guides her actions it's pretty much easy to tell because she's using like really weird hand motions and i'm like dude she could not do this before maybe she's using she was the trained force. okay by, uh, who the fuck was she trained by mike luke. when luke when she was a kid no you wave this off you just keep in, you keep inserting shit with like out, out any evidence to it at all you just say oh she was trained by luke as a kid you're claiming that like all this shit about let her, them ray yeah you're claiming that mike she was trained by the force it's no, possible. she wasn't. She was trained no. by someone. She was trained by Luke. Okay, she was partially tra- trained through the Force. No, she... No, no, we're getting into the same shit. It's like, how was Luke able to blow up the Death Star? How was Anakin able to fly through space? There was a level of... And again, this is where we get into, in each first movie, the protagonist pulls some crazy shit out of their ass because they surrender themselves to the Force. That's true. And that's the point. Is yeah. that Ray spends the entire fight with Kylo on the run and is helped by the fact that Kylo is trying to take her prisoner. He is given orders by Snoke, if what you say about this girl is true, bring, bring her, her to, me. to me. Jinx. Kylo is not – yeah, good, I, there's a little bit of a delay, but it probably wasn't Jinx. So Kylo is chasing her through the forest. They get into that blade lock. He does not say – he does not do any of like the dark side posturing – of, you know, oh, like, you're so weak, you're so this, you're so that. You need a teacher, I can show you the ways of the Force. At this point, me personally, and this is a little bit of conjecture here, but I think it is valid to say, Kylo, who has pushed himself way further physically than he should have, is at the point where he is just flat out saying, please God, stop fighting. I can't keep doing this much longer. <laughs> Can you please just come with me before I bleed out in the snow? And in that moment, still should have won. Ray, if he was fighting Ray at the same level that he decided to just boom, boom, done with Finn, he would have. But he was trying to take her prisoner. He he was ordered. By he still snow should have been able to succeed. He's a trained force user he should have been able to succeed okay mike what the fuck yeah, yeah and darth maul is darth maul should have beaten obi-wan yeah if he can beat a jedi master if he can run a jedi master through the fucking chest no issue and darth maul has another huge ass jedi body count leading up to qui-gon how is obi-wan able to just magically beat maul arrogance yeah maul got cocky maul made a miscalculation and paid the price for it Kylo made a miscalculation in fighting Rey. And in the moment that he could not keep fighting, mm. Rey has her moment, like Anakin, using the Force to guide him through the battle against the Vulture droids into the droid control ship. Like Luke, hurtling through the trench run, mm. turning off the targeting computer, focusing himself in the Force, and shooting off the proton torpedoes down the reactor. Mm. Rey gives herself over to the Force and lets the Force guide her combat. 
the same way every other Jedi in the franchise does. Every other Force wielder in the franchise surrenders themselves. Every other I, now I will specify every other Jedi. The Sith do it too, but the Jedi are mu- have a much easier time of surrendering themselves to the Force and letting it guide them. Mm. Jet Ray has a moment of that serenity and lets the Force guide her against the bleeding, psychologically traumatized man who probably is about to pass out at any minute here. Mm. And again, like I don't think they say it explicitly, but I think it's just one of those implied things where if you watch the fight, like Ray physically overpowers him when she like when they're like gra- like reach grabbing each other's wrists and she's able to break out break free swat the saber out of his hand and then slash him in the face dude mm. i'm not going to lie when i saw that in the theaters i thought he was darth mauled like legitimately oh like he got cut in half no like he was just yeah when she slashed him across the face i thought he was dead 100%. oh well, like, no, oh, I didn't crap. think he died. I thought he was. I I was expecting him to. Get, I thought he got his hand cut off mm-hmm. originally, but she physically overpowers him. I think that is the movie's way of, without like stopping and looking down the barrel of the camera, saying, "You see, Ray is now giving herself over to the Force and let it guide her the way that Luke did in the trench run. You've seen a new hope. Okay, cool. That's why you're here. You see, she did that thing that Luke did." And now instead of it being like shooting a missile, she just let the force guide her against this man who is about to pass out. And we're showing you how little endurance he has left because this this individual who is significantly smaller than him was able to physically overcome him. Mm. And we see multiple times in the fight. He gets hit. He goes down. He gets back up. Saber gets swatted out of his hand. He gets slashed in the face. He falls down. He fizz- like we see him like struggle to bring his head up. Mm-hmm. And we see in like the tie-in comics and shit that stormtroopers carried him to a shuttle. Mm-hmm. Like oh, we shit. see, okay. we see Ben. We like Kylo's body gives out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is not a contrived situation. Where Ray is facing down Kylo Ren at full strength, alone in a forest with no help. She is fighting Kylo Ren at his worst. I don't think Ray having the, you know, Luke and Anakin moment of use the force, Ray. I even think that if Kylo wasn't wounded and distracted, she would have beat him. Mm. Hell, factor in the fact that he wants to take her prisoner. And again, I think, and you know, in the novelization, and Snoke says, like, you have compassion for her. There's something there that, like, there's something about her that Ben is just falling for and falling over. I think that's a part of it. I think, like, how Maul was blinded by his arrogance and, like, wanted to have a moment where, like, he made this Jedi bend to him. Ben has the reverse of that. Where, like, there's a part of him that can't, like, actively, like, go out of his way to hurt her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, like, force pushes her into the tree when she pulls a gun on him. But, like, I don't think there's a part of him. I think there's a part of him that's like, don't cut off her arm. Don't stab her in the leg. <laughs> like, 
try to talk this out, you know? Mm. That, like, because Snoke says you have compassion for her, blah, blah, blah. So, Ben has a soft spot for her. Thought Han, thought killing Han was going to be the ultimate power boost. It does the opposite. And now everything makes less sense to him. Now he's shot and bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And as the fight goes on, he's spending more and more energy. Ray has her little boost of surrendering to the Force, which across all media, all everything in in terms of the Jedi and Lightsiders, we see that moment of use the Force, whomever, and them do wild shit, be it their first outing or their thousandth. We see that all the time of just a Jedi doing some crazy Jedi shit. Mm. Ray does what Luke and Anakin did before her and is able to competently you guys are cutting out so capitalize on yeah her own combat training which is it analogous exactly to using a lightsaber no but it's something mm. so she uses this heavy-handed staff style to sidestep around somebody who is not as mobile as her because he's a bigger dude who is dying in front of her you're cutting out you guys are really cutting out, just letting you know. Stop. That's not going to do anything. What are you doing? We're cutting out. We're cutting out. Like, they yeah. can't hear us. Connor can't hear us. Well, no, they can hear us just fine. This is going directly into the file. Oh, this is. This oh, is, yeah. Okay. Nothing's being recorded. on. He's recording oh, okay. himself. You don't have to. No, this. Connor's just, like, missing bits of our conversation. I'm just oh, basically okay. recapping everything I've said and putting a bow on it. Oh, okay. But we see her. Have that use the force, whatever. Let the force guide her around. <laughs> Had to check a cookie cop was going to yell at you. Yeah. Um, we see her do all of these things to just ultimately outclass Ben when his body has finally given out. Mm. So I think it makes perfect sense for her to win because it was an incredibly circumstantial situation. It's not... Kylo Ren is fully entrenched in the dark side wants, and wants nothing more than to put his lightsaber through her chest. It's he has a soft spot for her. He's been ordered to capture her. His faith in the dark side has been shaken. He's bleeding out. And with every second he's on his feet, he is running out of stamina. I think that's a very different – and I think when you take all of those into consideration and take the scene as it is presented, and there's no stretching or, you know, you know, going out of my way to imply different things. It's just what you see happen in the movie. You know, it's not like in The Phantom Menace, again, with Maul, like – slashing at the reactor pit. Like, none of that makes sense. You have to read comics and novels to get inside of Maul's head and realize and understand Maul's philosophy as a character to go, oh, he wanted to scare Obi-Wan. He's feeding off of this moment. You ha- they, like This is like, it, they make it very clear in the movie. So, yes, I think it makes perfect sense for Rey to beat him. And... We see that Ben doesn't have an issue with fighting Finn. 
that he ends the fight the second Finn is like, hey, I can do this. He's like, no, no, actually, no, you fucking can't. <laughs> Done. Mm. Calls it a day. And he's like, and you know what? Since you betrayed the First Order and you left your home in the First Order, you're going to die here. And leaves him there. To be swallowed up in Starkiller Base. So I think the argument that Ray wins that fight not make the Ray winning that fight doesn't make any sense. I don't think that argument makes any sense. I think when you present it as the movie presents it, and instead of looking at it as, oh, he's trained and she has no training, that like you neglect to address everything else that surrounds that fight. And for what and, it's worth And just the title itself. Yeah. Like, that's her moment of true awakening. You're absolutely right, Connor. So, there's a reason it's called The Force Awakens, but people yeah. seem to forget that. But that's and not I, a problem. Yeah, and I and again, and Mike, I will say this much. I think you and I I had I had gripes with that scene as well. As some as a legends person, my brain is just so was was came pre-programmed to almost view everything from the lens of the EU and mm. view things as like Kasim versus Bane and mm. shit like that. You know, like yes. I, I, there's a part of me that came pre-programmed that was like, that, that wanted to just see something other than that. And it took me going, wait a minute. Kylo is performing incredibly well, given the circumstances when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Again, like he instantly takes Finn out of the fight, all of those things. And we see what he's capable of after a very brief time of healing in the next movie. Like his performance against the Praetorian Guards is fucking insane. And again, people say, oh, Ray performs too well in that fight. No, for every like. How about that one, Chief? Well, no, she I, I think against, she struggles against one guard while Kylo takes on three, and is that's like, exactly what I'm saying. I no, can no, do no. this all day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is so, like people go, "Oh, how did Ray keep up with Kylo?" She didn't. I think she kills like two, three guards at the max, maybe four if she gets a lucky shot in. Whenever they're all lined up around her, yeah. Which you know, again, barring goofy choreography, because they're goofy choreography in every fucking movie. Um... It is stage fencing. Ray struggle, like you said, struggles against one dude, and we see Kylo clear a room. Yeah, and some of the most brutal kills in the franchise. You know, like you want to talk about, oh, holy shit, he's so crazy. Like, yeah, like how many times does he punch these dudes? He stops them. And I, he, he chops the one guy's head off. Like, yeah, he lumps the off. guy's head off. He stabs the one in the throat with a cross guard. Oh, um, dude, there's the one was, guy oh, that he that like amazing. blocks one of the spears and then kicks the spear into the guy's face. Does he? You okay, know, I'll have to rewatch the fight. You got, watching the fight in slow mo and just watching Kylo, it's terrifying. Oh, dude! And then he stabs the one guy and then throws him into that like meat grinder thing. Yeah, the like, like fan. Yeah. Um, and, and like I. I understand in some way wanting Ray to be connected to the rest of the galaxy as a whole. But I think when you stop looking and when 
like, and this isn't a slight against you by any means. I don't want you to think that I'm like saying like you're the bad fan. You're no, you're whatever. You're a very passionate fan, and you you get excited for anything Star Wars that comes out. You're mm-hmm. not, you know, you're not like the the, the the fuck the people who talk about the boycott like it's the fucking civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. It's you know you <laughs> oh, you fucking lunatics. Um, you, but I think that. There's a, like Connor said, there's a comfort there with the whole idea of Ray being somebody. And there is a very old head Star Wars fan idea where the guy in all black with a red lightsaber in the movie has to be the villain. And maybe he can be redeemed, but at the end of the day, he's the bad guy. So... He has to, and and then he's meant to be a dark image reflection of the hero instead of them both being the protagonist. And then, yes, Kylo Ren is an evil person. But the same way that we talked about earlier, like, you know, there's still that, there's still like a glimmer of Anakin's, of the hero that Anakin Skywalker is in the abomination that is Darth Vader. In the monster that is Kylo Ren, I think there is way more than a glimmer of Ben Solo in there. I don't think that Ben Solo, I don't think that Kylo Ren, in the name of a thirst for power and pure hatred, killed Supreme Leader Snoke. I think that was a factor. I think those two selfish things and just wanting to hurt him for everything he's done to him. I think those are factors in Kylo killing Snoke. But I also think at the end of the day, you just hurt, tortured, and threatened someone I care very much about. You're a dead man for it. And that is very Han Solo of him. That is very Anakin Skywalker of him. And that is very Luke Skywalker of him. To have that, you fucked with my person, now you fucking die. You know, and like, again, like you want to talk about Luke Skywalker, you want to talk about Luke's character development? Luke straight up threatens Jabba's life in Return of the Jedi. Free us or die. That is not very Jedi. <laughs> that is not very Jedi. Just point blank. Look, dude, I get we're in your palace, so you get a couple freebies. We're done now. You let us go, or I'm going to fucking end your life. Or one of my people here are going to end your life. And Luke lays that out very flat. Jabba says, no, you're going to jump in the space butthole. And we know what happened to Jabba. And I'll also let the record show. At no point do we see Leia say to Luke, hey, I just broke Jabba the Hutt's neck. Luke says, blow up the sail barge. Like, Luke doesn't necessarily know that Leia already killed Jabba. Luke makes the decision, we're blowing this thing sky high. Yeah. Just saying, your infallible hero is not infallible, but not not directed at you. Never was, but never was, and that's what makes him interesting. So, Ray having this dichotomy with Kylo, where it is she comes from nothing, she is nothing, but is given the opportunity to not just become something bigger than herself, to do it. 
devoid of having the last name Skywalker. That's beautiful. Especially when her co-protagonist and rival, his whole story is about rejecting his lineage. Or at the very least, and I think that Ben's arc is going to rely on because I think and, and and you know hot take I think Ray's character arc is over. Mm. I think Ray has gone on her journey and I think the rise of Skywalker is going to focus on Ben's journey. I think we've seen Ray go from I'm a nobody, please train me, please 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 make me be somebody, please make me be somebody to no fuck you, I'm already somebody. Then I'm going to be this hero. I'm going to be the hero that leads, that helps to lead the resistance, that helps to save the galaxy. And restart the Jedi Order. And perhaps restart the Jedi Order. Where Kylo has gone from, I'm going to be exactly like my ancestor, to fuck the past, to finding that middle ground of this is what worked, this is what didn't, this is the here we're like we're gonna look all the horrible things that have happened in the eye and address them and figure out what we need to do to never let that happen again. And I think that is Ben's arc. Without getting into the Raylo side of that stuff. And into the way that they're interconnected throughout. So I think Ray being a nobody is integral to this story. And I think that the story is made worse and incoherent otherwise and that's my take and i am sorry for the preaching and the soapboxiness and if i'm and i realize that it may sound as though i'm like slightly talking down at you i don't hope it sounds like that at all that's all i don't mean that in any way (laughs) yeah that's my take And I saw you smile a couple times, so I feel like I won you over at least a little bit. Yeah. I saw a couple smiles. I saw a couple of head nods. It was like, okay, I see where you're going here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but that was the ultimate sidebar. Um, the theory basically says that there's a contradiction in the timeline of Ray's abandonment. And that maybe there's somebody else involved there. But like I said, I, I mean, maybe we meet Ray's parents. Mm-hmm. But like, I personally think if they're anything other than a couple of drunks in the middle of Jakku, mm. it's meaningless. I, 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 I truly think that like you spit in the face of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi if Ray is a Skywalker or a Kenobi. You know, maybe, I mean, hell, even doing like, oh, she's secretly a Palpatine. Like, what I also. The, um, I just thought of this. This could still probably fit, but maybe not. What if she's just um, the daughter of two force sensitive parents that were pretty much nobody? Yeah, like, and that could be something too. Is that yeah. like there's some type of like, oh, hey, work. 
we we realize that your parents can touch the force, mm-hmm. and you know, typically when you have two people who are incredibly force sensitive, or you have two people who are force sensitive, their kid comes out on the higher end of the bell curve, you know. And I also think that there is, and, and I'm not saying this is true of you, Michael, um, and Connor. You and I have had this conversation where, like, I think that a lot of male fans who complain about Ray. There's like an inherent sexism and frustration there when like, you know, you have like the way that the force works is like it's like a fucking bell curve with force sensitivity. You have like some people who are just they can touch the force, they can use it. And with decent training, they are they will become very skilled, talented force users. And um and. I know. You know, that's like the low, that's know, the one that. low end. And like the huge bell is where you have people who are like, they have a moderate metachlorian count. And with a decent amount of training, they will be pretty powerful. And then on the other side, you have people who are born absurdly connected to the force. And with minimal training, they will already be really high tier. And if they were like trained to the nth degree, they will be nigh unstoppable. (laughs) Yep. There is a hysterical amount of like male protagonists who are on the right side of the bell. Mm. That's where you have your Corrin Horns, your Kip Durns, your Kyle, your Kyle Katarns. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, Anakin Skywalker's. I mean, I have a hard time counting Anakin in that because Force Jesus. But like, you know, Mace Windu, Yoda, Dooku, um, Asherad Hat. You you have so you have so many characters who are just born on the high end. So many dudes who are born on the high end that nobody blinks at Revan. Exar Kun, so that nobody blinks at. But when you do that with a chick, when you do that with a female protagonist, people lose their fucking minds. And oh, she's a Mary Sue, she's two powers. I think, and again, I don't think that's. I, I know you well enough to know that, like, you love the versus scenarios and the mm-hmm. and like the the, the the power tiering so much that like. And that was the case for me too. That like there was like a dissonance where like Kylo was implied to be a warrior of great renown and killed. He threw down. He was that like he, he destroyed Luke's temple. Then like Anakin, he was outnumbered several times by several Jedi and made his way out. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it's two, three, or six or whatever. Like in a fight like that. When you're outnumbered, your odds are not good at all. And the fact that he survived that speaks volumes about him. So with that implied, I'm like, well, how the hell did he he lose here? And then you take in the fight as a whole and all that. So I understand on one, like, like your way of looking at it, how you look at like, who the fuck is this chick? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of dudes that just because you have a female character who, now I'm not saying that Ray is on par with Mace Windu, Revan, Exarkun, all these greats, like, by no means. Yeah. But I mean, you also... Of, ha- I mean, another thing is, there's a lot of dudettes um, with the Jedi Order. 
like Aelis yeah. Sakura, Luminari, Unduli, uh, Barisal. See, no, Luminari is um, that's the thing though is that you have a lot of characters like Obi Wan Kenobi and Luminara who aren't particularly powerful yeah. but are incredibly skilled. Um, who else? Um, Depa Balaba, at least from the comic, at least from the canon comic, she seems to be yeah. pretty, uh, pretty skilled. Yeah, Ezra Bridger, that's another example. He's yeah. inherently powerful. Like, the Force just smiled on him and said, you get a little more than most people. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a, like, there's, and I do think there's a, and you're right, Connor, like, most female characters aren't necessarily written as powerhouses from birth. You know, or, like, you don't see enough of their, you don't see so much, like, I don't, I can't remember there being that many stories that told me that Ayla Sakura could, like, you know, be a one-woman wrecking crew as a youngling. However, you know, as a kid, Darth Bane accidentally, you know, starts using the Force in weird ways and, you know... Plagueis is incredibly powerful just because he is, and he, like, accidentally uses the Force to mind-trick his friend into jumping out of a window. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we we all have an issue with it, and again, and, uh, do this what you will. So often it is guys who get angry whenever women, female characters are able to do things seemingly beyond their pay grade, but again, how many of these guys who, like, boo-hoo about the sequel trilogy and about Rey and all of this stuff. Who are their favorite characters? Darth Vader, Darth Revan, Galen Merrick. Like, Maybe Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, here and there Ahsoka, but like... No, 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 no. The best, the worst is when Ahsoka is used as a... Um, as basically the Star Wars version of I'm not racist because I have a black friend. <laughs> You're so right about Travis. Right. You can't hear. He was saying that like the, the people who like boohoo about Ray that they're like any of the female characters. Yeah, like the people like canon. that is brilliant. You like people who boohoo about like the the females in the newer canon who go like you can't say I'm a sexist. Ahsoka Tano is my favorite female character. Like and he Connor was like it's like the Star Wars canon version of like I'm not racist. My best friend's black. That was very clever, Connor. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've seen that on Twitter so many times. I'm like, I've that's... not seen that, and I'm upset that I haven't. Because <laughs> that was really that was so really tr- slick. It's so true, but yeah, oh, Ahsoka wouldn't want that. She would <laughs> hate you... that. WWATD. Uh, what would Ahsoka Tano do? Hmm. Yeah, throw down. We should make that into a shirt. That yeah. should be a shirt. Yeah. But yeah. That was that was really preaching on Connor on my part. I apologize. You're good. But You're good. I I feel passionately about this and I feel like there is like in universe logic that you have to not pay attention to to have some of the more toxic opinions. Um I know yeah. where you're coming from, Mike, like I said, but a lot of this is pent up from the project I'm working on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, a lot boy. of this is I can't have this oh. argument yet publicly and i'm like but yeah oh boy yeah mike your thoughts coming Uh, away a lot of good stuff yeah that's yeah i consider this an absolute win (laughs) i did the hands and everything oh beautiful Um, 
We get to watch that movie tomorrow. I'm so happy. I, I'm waiting until home release. I don't typically get movies digitally. I don't either, but I want to watch it. Same. <laughs> With that, um, I think we're going to bring the show to a close. Uh, be sure to check out the other shows in the network. We have... Uh, you're listening to Jubeck Discussion right now. We have the Hall of Heroes podcast. Be sure you listen to that this uh, Thursday because for some reason the cookie cop decided to stay quiet for Jubeck Discussion. So you can hear all of his uh, interjections on Hall of Heroes this week. Uh, be sure not to listen to the Gore and More podcast because they are jerks and mean to us. And uh, Chad... Chad's mean. Chad's mean to me. No, I'm just kidding. Go listen to the Gore More podcast. Listen to Wicked Wednesday, which is another horror podcast. It's a great time. Listen to Jerk the Curtain and Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, Jerk the Curtain is a wrestling podcast, and Down the Rabbit Hole is a podcast about, well, anything. Hmm. Be sure to visit www.dobackdiscussion.net for all kinds of movie reviews. Thank you. For movie reviews, uh, comic reviews, all kinds of great stuff, and check out. <coughs> for fuck's sake, check out. <laughs> check out the merch store on our T Public, where you can order a cool Darth Maul shirt very soon for whenever we get to see Ray Park at Steel City Con. And speaking of Steel City Con, that is at the Monroeville Convention Center. August 9th through the 11th. We expect to see you guys there. And like I said earlier, we're going to be doing a free cosplay photo shoot all three days. We request that you do, however, bring donations for the Children's Hospital, which I will have a pronunciation for next week, as well as more details on said photo shoot. So with that, Mike, we still need to get you a Twitter. Yes. We Any do. Uh, final thoughts? No, I'm good. All right. Connor, where can the lovely people find you? Um, on Twitter, they can find me at Chiquita Banana. Um, and they can also just find me on Facebook. Um, mainly admin in the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, a Star Wars Facebook group where our whole mission is to discuss positively Star Wars and celebrate it in a positive way. Um, that's really absolutely leaving out, leaving out basically the blatant negativity that has permeated throughout the fandom as of late. And yes. by as of late, I, I, I mean the last four years. Yeah. I, um, uh, my super secret project, which isn't that super secret at this point. Um, it, Tal Swift has been a very, very, very nice, um, palate cleanser. For the shit I've been seeing yeah. in some of these other groups. Be sure to send uh, Mike and Travis an invite to Tal Swift once All we right. get off. Because I think they'd enjoy that space a lot. It's, there's so many nice people. And it's it's it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a good time. It's, 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 it's Star Wars love mixed with some innocent Star Wars shit posting. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to check out my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. And to like and follow Dubak Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.com. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We are honored that you have joined us. And may the Force be with you. Always. Oops. It's...
Better come. 